The two things she thought it was going to taste like was sugar cookies and warm hugs, which I'm not sure how that can taste. I don't even know what a warm hug tastes I like. I could not begin to tell you what a warm hug tastes like, and I've exchanged so many. Hi. 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 Uh, happy holidays. And Happy Merry Christmas to anybody ho, that ho, celebrates. Ho to so. you all. <laughs> Lots of greetings at here, uh, Say Smut, a literary podcast. Uh, it's a podcast for readers and non-readers. You um, bet it is. And that is Sarah, and she loves books. And that's Hope, and she loves talking to me about books. Each episode, I break down the plots of some pretty wild books to Hope who hasn't read them. And today... It, we are going to give you another wild ride before we take a hiatus in the month of January because it, starting the new year is just crazy. Mm-hmm. It is. We're busy um, people. We're busy people. Um, some of us are political reporters and have to worry about the election. Um, and also, I'm here. <laughs> well, you're going through your busy time right now as, as somebody who works at a bakery. So, so true. We just need a little downtime and then we'll be back in time for February where we're going to do some spicy stuff for Valentine's Day um, and Hope's birthday. Yes, it's the hottest day of the year. The hottest day. So um, we're going to dive into our book today um, for our last holiday theme, but we will be giving you guys two more mini episodes, one later this week, um, which is going to be a wrap up uh, of kind of our final thoughts of everything we experienced this year, our favorite book covers, our favorite research we've done, our favorite, um, obviously, all around books. And then we're going to ask each other some fun questions. The second mini-sode is going to be, we're going to bring our friend Liz back on, um, who's a big reader, and her and I are going to go through our favorite books of the year overall. And it's got good stuff for everybody. She she reads some of the same books I do, but for the most part, we have different tastes. So everybody who's interested in reading, you can start your uh, TBR list for 2024 with us. Um, now, with that said, I want to tell you a little bit about... The Naughty List by Ooh. Ellie Mae McGregor. I'm ready. So obviously it's sexual content mm. for content warnings. Um, there is a minor mention of like infidelity and toxic relationships, but I'm not going to get into that too much, but that's in the book. On Storygraph and Goodreads, it both has a 3.62. Wow. Exactly. Consistent. Very consistent. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about Ellie first. She is bisexual and demisexual genderqueer author. Um, Hello, my fellow bi-demi friends. Hello. And she uses she, her pronouns, uh, but will also be open to anything else that somebody may use. Um, according to her bio, she is here for the cinnamon rolls, happily ever Ooh. afters, and the monsters with a heart of gold. Um, you can typically find her under a weighted blanket. Hashtag same. Same. 
And uh, I love this little end quote on her bio, which says, quote, one time I wrote a sex book about Santa. You should read it. Even my therapist did. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, amazing. So we read the book and we're here to tell you about it. Hope, are you ready for the naughty list? I can't wait. Well, we open on Kate, who is a newly single mom. She has two kids, a soon-to-be ex-husband, who arrived on her front door a few days before Christmas and said, I'm taking the kids on a cruise. And so now here she is, Christmas Eve night, alone in her house. Ooh. Yeah, kind of sad, right? Kind of sad. As a child of divorce, I can't even imagine how sad this would be if your kids, like, you were planning on your kids being home. And then they aren't home for the holiday. Yeah, that's a bummer. I'm surprised she even said yes to letting her kids going on this cruise last minute. Yeah, I hope that she stocked up on like a bubble bath and maybe some wine. As she should, like yeah. A nice book, maybe well, some snacks. You're very close. Ooh. She got a generous glass of wine in front of her. She's sitting on the couch in some sexy lingerie. Nice. For what reason? We don't know. Hey, can't wear uh, that when the kids are home. That no, would be weird. No. And she's got an e-reader full of erotica. And Amazing. she's settling in for the night. But unfortunately, she's just so sad that, like, the mood's not hitting her with this reading. And she ends up falling asleep on the couch. Okay? Mm, fair enough. Sometimes, most of the time, if I'm reading something and laying down, I will fall asleep. So... As somebody who was just sleeping on my couch about 20 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take much, man. <laughs> Hold on. I do have a question that's slightly unrelated before we go further. Lay it on me. I have realized that there are two groups of people. People who nap on the couch and people who nap in their beds. And typically oh. you are one or the other. So tell me, are you a nap on the couch or nap on the bed person? Um, I have a preference, but... In fairness, I can fall asleep anywhere and will. Um, I fall asleep on the couch a lot while I'm trying to watch stuff. I prefer to take a nap in my bed. And it helps because we have, like, my husband and I have a bed. But then we have guest rooms, too. And those also have beds, like our old beds. And so my old bed is in one of the guest rooms. And it's so comfortable. And I will go take a nap in that. And it's clutch. That is so wonderful. I it's ideal. I am definitely a couch person unless like I know I'm like sick or something, but mm -hmm. I am a couch person that it makes me feel like I'm not committing to too long of a nap if I sure. do it on the couch, but then I'll sleep for two hours. So like, that's not even a resourceful excuse. I was going to so. say, I've got a minimum hour nap. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So let's switch to Nikolai's point of view. Oh, Nikolai. Nikolai. We'll get Ooh. into some naming things later. Um, he's been working hard all night delivering toys across the world. Oh, exhausting. Mm -hmm. Quote, but deep down, Nikolai knew that he needed more than a good night's sleep or a cat nap on an on the couch of an unsuspected homeowner. Oh, uh. because he wasn't just tired, he was weary. End quote. Oh, yeah. Is that supposed to be polite Santa code for horny? <laughs> I suppose so. There's a lot of internal dialogue of these two people being extremely lonely. Because, like, during... be, 
I understand being tired, but being weary to me is just like kind of sad tired. So yeah, it like to be like, uh, and that doesn't scream horny. Yeah, but yeah. I was trying to figure out if they were just like being delicate about the situation because it's it's the claws. Well, yeah, let's get into the claws claws, um, which is <laughs> <Cool>. that <laughs> he used to work under his dad, and then he worked under his brother. And then his brother moved to the Keys a few years ago with oh. his wife. <laughs> so now, right. now Nikolai has inherited the Santa Claus role. Okay. Uh, I see. And I, see. I do love this concept because understanding that like that Santa Claus is like an eternal force is kind of overwhelming. And mm -hmm. I like to think that it's like something passed down, you know, through the family. Mm -hmm. That is the premise of one of my favorite Christmas movies, which is Arthur Christmas. A wonderful, a wonderful Everyone selection. should check it out. It's great. So he loves his work, but wants a partner and kids and a family. And he stated mm -hmm. in the past, you know, when he wasn't Santa Claus sure. and was, you know, just working for Santa Claus. And he just never had that special spark. Okay? No, he didn't find his Mrs. Claus, you know. Absolutely not. So he decided to take a break um, when he approaches this lovely, cozy brick house. Um, and he goes inside makes his way down the chimney and uh, steps out only to approach the couch and find the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. Already In taking. lingerie? <laughs> well, of course, she's sleeping in this sexy lingerie. So he starts getting <laughs> turned on. Uh -huh. And he's just like kind of watching her and he's like, look, you know, some people may believe that because of my profession that I like watching people, you know, in a creepy <laughs> way, but, but that, that's not my thing. Um, and he, <laughs> that's great. I'm sorry. That tickles me so much. There's a lot of this that will tickle you. Um, they say he sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake in one song and everyone thinks Santa's a fucking oh. creep. Oh, just wait. We get into like a lot of the lore. So um, he sees her and is like, oh my gosh, I'm already getting a boner. <laughs> and then she like in her sleep is like maybe going to masturbate and like starts putting her hand down the blanket. Who hasn't been there? I just, <laughs> I'm not even going to start on that one. So then she wakes up and spots this Santa Claus in her living room. Okay. Would you like the description of our Santa? Very much so. Okay. So we've got the white hair, obviously. Mm -hmm. We have the white beard, but it's more trim trimmed than like the traditional big beard. Sure. Obviously, we've got the red suit. Got to. And this is a direct quote. Quote, but this man looked like if Santa played rugby and chopped wood in his spare time. End quote. So we've got I'm, a ripped Santa. Who's to say that he doesn't, first of all? I You're mean, making the a North lot of Pole. That's a tough, rough and tumble lane to live on. Maybe he has to chop wood in his spare time to stay warm. Yeah, and who knows what the culture's like. Maybe the who number knows? one sport in the North Pole is rugby. You don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, come on. Get a little more cultured, Kate. God. Get together, Kate. So Kate is convinced that she's still dreaming. Sure. Okay, yeah. So because it's logical. And so she starts touching herself. And she straight up tells him, like, come over here. Like, kind of crooks the finger at him. and But then, like, stops him and is like, don't speak. I don't know why that was like a no, no, no. <laughs> and his natural response to her telling him not to talk 
is to suck on her finger. Oh, I don't know that that would have been my natural instinct, but no, okay. <laughs> absolutely not. Maybe that's just me. You can probably guess by now that there are multiple naughty list comments being made in this book. You know, did I, am I on the naughty You're list? You're going to be on the naughty list. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'll put you on the naughty list. <laughs> um. So she takes him to her bedroom and because we have a theme, I think you need to know that there are red silk sheets on the bed incredible how expensive i know (laughs) um i don't typically go into great detail about the sexual elements of a smut book to try and appease everybody Mm -hmm. but i would like the record to show that this was the first time in all of my reading experiences that i have ever read the word labia in a in a book Especially Hmm. during a chapter that's from the male's point of view. And I will tell you it happened more than once. Honestly, I'm kind of impressed. I like, have you seen those videos on social media where they go out into like, you know, Central Park or something and they're asking people, you know, can you name female anatomy? Like the actual scientific terms of all like the parts of women's anatomy. I'm sure most people absolutely can't. Yeah, no, they can't, especially men. Um, no, I would say no offense, men, but I really can't. Um, so Santa knows everything, though, so Santa, this is different. <laughs> Santa is all-knowing. So, again, I get that this book is called The Naughty List, mm-hmm. but there is a punishment kink and lots <laughs> of spanking that took me by surprise for some reason. Like, I was like interesting that this is the route we're taking i don't know why it threw me off (laughs) turns out naughty list kids get better gifts (laughs) (laughs) yeah fuck the coal yeah it's it's, 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 not even gonna follow that up it's a different lump of coal Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I hope I have. We already only have two brain cells to rub together when we do this podcast, but this week especially. My two brain cells woke up at 3 30 this morning, everybody. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Okay, so during this spanking escapade, she she realizes. I'm I'm ready. It's fine. (laughs) Are you sure? I'm good. I'm so good. I asked if you were ready for this book. I I. I thought I was ready for the jelly and then I patently was not. Now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So after this spanking escapade, uh-huh. she realizes if this was in my dream, then why do I feel the pain from the spanking? If this was my dream, what are these bruises? <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden she comes to her senses and starts freaking out. And this is just a side and aside um nikolai finally speaks and i want you to know he has a northern european accent and i love that for him well, i love that we're doing nikolai. <laughs> no but i i just you know the the attention to detail in i'm some happy about scenes. it too yeah that's good um so she says the book says quote she looked down and noticed one of her boobs was still hanging out of her bob <laughs> her ba- bra bra <laughs> She plopped it back in, end quote. (laughs) How real. (laughs) That is one of the most relatable things in the world. So real. Any woman who goes to sleep wearing a tank top knows that you have to sometimes plop your boobs back into place. Just 
just tits abound here, there, around the square. Toss a tit, as we say. Toss here a tit. Um, so she asks him who he is and why she's in his house. Or <laughs> what? <laughs> I even wrote that wrong. Why he's in her house. I can't believe I, I they have had intercourse, right? Or is it just no. spanking? Yeah, no, point? it's just foreplay. Okay. It's still, I can't believe how long it took for her to be like, I'm not dreaming. And I'm so tired of these female main characters very knowingly getting into situations and knowing the truth of the situation and then being like, oh my gosh, my door turned into a man after I had sex with him. Uh, uh, After I had sex with him, after I was told explicitly that by doing so, it would become a man. Or like... There's just been so many books we've it's read that are like, oh no, I did this very apparent thing that was going to result in a certain way, and it resulted in that way, and I'm shooketh. I was told a very specific consequence for a very specific action, and then when I did it, the consequence occurred. I can't <laughs> believe it. So then she like doesn't believe that he's real, obviously, sure. and. I wanted to sit back and be like, where do you think the mysterious gifts come from every single year if you aren't the one buying them? I have always been puzzled by this part of Santa Claus lore is that like when you see Christmas depicted, well, if you have children, gear children out there, I'm about to talk about Santa Claus in a way that I I hope you're not listening to this podcast. You should not be listening to this with your kids. But second of all, Get him out of here for the Santa Claus. <laughs> Get him out of here for the Santa Claus related thing. I'm about to say, bring him back for this month. Content anyway. warning. Content warning. When you when you see like it's Christmas in shows and movies, Santa will have come and brought presents for kids. Like, and in the world, the parents are always just kind of like nonplussed by like they don't believe in Santa, and also they're not really surprised. Buy these presents they didn't buy for their kids. Exactly. Like, I just am I supposed to believe that the magic of Santa alters the minds of parents so that they think they bought those presents? I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I so agree with you. I think this is like a, a huge plot hole of Santa Claus. And he she claims that she always believed it was her soon-to-be ex-husband that bought that for them. I was oh. like, well, you find out the ex-husband is a piece of shit. So I doubt he was I, buying gifts I for his figured. kids. But also, and in fairness, he, my dad often doesn't know the presents that we're getting for Christmas from him and my mom. So. <laughs> exactly. And that says I think that's true for a lot of families. I think so. But saint nick center sorry i'm like trying to nikolai santa claus whatever you want to call him is like um you know well a lot of families that that's what happens the spouse thinks the other spouse bought it for them or like whatever and i'm like i think that's bullshit but okay that's a nice excuse anyway so in this haze of confusion and 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 flustered scenery she whips out a taser at one point oh and just <laughs> we've really gone from one end of the spectrum to the other in terms of mood <laughs> yeah so he in convinces her how it, okay if you are santa claus mm-hmm. and you have to convince this girl you really want to have sex with that you are really santa claus how are you going to do it gotta show her the reindeer Ooh, that's a good that's a good option. Yeah, um, he or convinced- pull something out of my magic sack. 
That was a great innuendo. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Continue. Sorry, I had to get it in there. Yeah, no, it, there's a lot of opportunity for that this this episode. So he, you know, takes his hands and flips his palms down and makes it start snowing from his hands <laughs> to show her. And he was like, this feels like a cheap magic trick. This you feels know, like a party trick. That very well-known magical trick that Santa Claus can do. Make it yeah. snow from his hands. Yeah. So she's like, all right, all right, I believe you. This is insane. But then they start making out because naturally that gets all the women is when you start making it snow. That would be my natural next step for sure. Forget making it rain in the club. Make it snow. Make it snow right in my hands. (laughs) It's not long until the punishment fetish turns into edging, which Mm -hmm. for those who may not know, edging is when somebody likes to almost get to a climax, but then withholds so they don't actually climax. So then they repetitively like kind of, Almost get there and then they withdraw, almost get there and withdraw. So he's edging her and he makes her tell uh, the bad things she's done over the year to earn her spot on the naughty list. Wow. Incredible. I love it. I know you are never going to guess this. So I want you to guess what she's done this year to earn her spot on the naughty list. I hope it's like tax evasion. (laughs) She is not a housewife. No. Like, she's like petty shoplifting. <laughs> oh, gosh. I no. ran three red lights. I didn't return my shopping cart. Um, I've had this library book for months. Months, I tell you. I've not returned it. So she says that once she wore a vibrator to a conference... Fascinating. Okay, so quote, the conference was a waste of time and I wasn't getting paid for it, but my boss was making me go. I was angry and I thought it'd be like getting one over on them. End quote. In what way? I don't, I, so then she goes, hold on. She goes on to explain that every time the speaker made a comment that pissed her off, she'd turn on the vibrator. I don't see the logic in actually any of this. Neither do I. And also, all you've really done is put yourself in a situation where you have to pretend very hard that you're not orgasming in front of a very large group of people. Like, why would you want to put that kind of a pressure situation on yourself? That's a nightmare. That's, that's a kink for some people. Okay. Kink. I had not but, considered. But she does admit that one time she climaxed during a very boring speaker and then the other time was on in like the elevator on the way back to her hotel room which i was like okay <laughs> it seems like you just gave yourself that one but yeah, that's right. just that seems cheap seems a little unrelated to the conference but <laughs> um as the sexual encounter continues you better believe that she says santa baby you better oh believe <laughs> <laughs> oh good oh boy so That's they great. both climax without penetration. They've done like a lot of fooling around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my gosh, what if his product tasted like sugar cookies God and warm? <laughs> <laughs> but why would it? Why would it? Why would hope, it? Hope. I need you to take a really long thought on this one. 
we how many books have we read no i understand i understand why like santa has cookies and milk and it would just be a fun fantasy if his jizz tasted like cookies and milk in the same way it would be very fun if a pumpkin's jizz would taste like this and the pumpkin one i think we could say makes sense because pumpkin has you know pumpkin is a pumpkin so like things that yeah, come I mean, from it are gonna taste like pumpkin. yeah yeah that makes sense but like just why <laughs> Okay, so you she, know it's gonna taste like gin. <laughs> so she taste well. Okay, the two things I she mean, thought I'm it was sure gonna it doesn't, but <laughs> the two things she thought it was gonna taste like was sugar cookies and warm hugs, which I'm not sure how that can taste. I don't even know what a warm hug tastes I like. Could not begin to tell you what a warm hug tastes like, and I've exchanged so many. <laughs> so- Maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> So she so she tastes it and he's like he's like staring at her like oh my god what are you doing? <laughs> and Valid. she's like damn just the regular stuff. <laughs> but 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 after a moment she realized it tasted quote like the air after a new snowfall. Oh, it fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> I I the the fact that I'm like first of all all these things not sure how you're tasting them and just knowing knowing that's what it is I love she was like she was like it tasted normal and then like right at the end there there's that nutty taste you know there's that nutty aftertaste what that's so I can't I just I have no, I have nothing to add. (laughs) I'm so tickled. So she starts laughing hysterically as Hope and I have been. Yes, same. Um, I get it. Because one, she just got into a few bases with Santa. And two, he tastes like snowfall. And I'm, he's just staring at her like, okay. Um, So very Gilmore girls, it smells like snow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So then they go and take a shower and she sees him naked. He's got tattoos. What kind do you think he has? He's got reindeer. He's got presents. He's got Christmas trees. Uh, Maybe some jingle bells. Are his balls jingle bells? Because that would be fun, I think. Oh, my gosh. I would love nothing more than to tell you that. It's not in this book, but that's incredible. Well, I didn't write it. Or like Little Holly's. Like, oh, um, yeah. or like little mistletoe, like a little mistletoe. <laughs> Just his balls are like here, a little mistletoe here. under that shaft. <laughs> okay, well, it's none of those things. So he many has, options for the next book. He, you know what, Ellie McGray, May, sorry, Ellie May McGregor. We are now co-authors, and we are telling you what's in the next book. So it is. He is covered in geometric snowflakes covering his forearms which that's actually kind of hot and kind of cool and i love a good forearm tattoo that is a weakness it is hot and cool i love a forearm tattoo i i knew the whole time that you meant the forearm but also in my head the way you said it made it sound like he had four arms and that was a very spooky santa that just i got to envision in my own head (laughs) 
We are still thinking in monster smut. I know it's mentality. not October and it hasn't been for for a while. This is magical smut, not monster I know, smut. I know. Gotta so, focus, 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 focus. Okay, we're back. We're in the magic. But that's not all. He's. <laughs> I feel like an infomercial at three a.m. But that's not all. He's Call magic. right now. <laughs> He's got one nipple piercing. <laughs> nice. I love this for him. Is it a candy cane or an icicle? I wish. I wish they would have told us what the piercing was. Um, but then he instigates kind of a game of 20 questions, essentially. He's like, I want to get to know you. You know, mm. let's get to know each other in this shower. And if you let me ask my like five questions and they have to give detailed answers, then I will help get you off again. Right. Oh, that's kind. Sure. So they, she's like, hold on. I want to ask questions too. So they start kind of getting to know each other. At one point, she asks about the names in his family. And he tells her they're all variations of Nicholas. Like his dad was Claus. His brother was Nicholas. He's Nikolai. His grandmother was Nicole, Nicola, Nicola, or I can't remember. But then she asks what his mom's name was, and he's like, "Oh, she's Tanya, but she married into the family, so that's she's different." Tanya, <laughs> she's, she's actually Tanya. <laughs> she's actually Tanya Harding, and that's why she's so good at ice. <laughs> she's the ice queen, and so they're married. <laughs> so at this time, we I asked Hope because she's had a really crazy busy week to do like the briefest research on the the naming of santa claus and just for a little background i come from a dutch family mm -hmm. and so that's why earlier on i almost said sinterklaas because that's yeah we refer to him as sinterklaas and so sometimes like there's lots of names so why don't why don't you uh help us out here hope there's lots of names um the good news is that i previously did a lot of research about this the bad news is we have no idea where it went um nope. <laughs> and this week is too crazy and i'm so tired and so everything i'm pulling is just going to come from the history channel's delightful really whole page on santa claus um but i'll try and remember the stuff that i pulled back from my other research but this is going to be like the shortest research i've ever provided <laughs> look it's okay you over provided last time i did and I, I did this all evens out I did. last time i basically did a whole separate podcast this time i will not so santa claus the name comes from center claus it, it you are not wrong um it comes from that dutch saint nicholas or Nic however you pronounce that center claus yeah. um but you know Santa is from the Saint Nicholas, who is known for like uh, giving to the poor and helping children and helping uh, people and being nice. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got lots of different kind of Santa figures from that lore. Um, but the Dutch in particular really love Santa, or who we would now call Santa Claus, but Saint Nicholas. Um, what I am remembering a little bit from my previous research is that um before there was christmas on the 25th they would uh celebrate like saint nicholas day and that's on a different day in december um and that celebration stayed very very prominent uh in dutch culture uh over time and so they had uh saint nicholas and sinterklaas and eventually brought all of that over to the americas when people started immigrating over to the americas so 
America didn't really get Santa till like around the 17, like the mid to late 1700s. Um, there was a newspaper that reported about Dutch families who were coming to celebrate like the Feast of St. Nicholas um, because you know, at the time, a lot of immigrants would live within their own communities in different cities. So there was like a newspaper reporting about how all these Dutch people were celebrating this holiday. And then that kind of became part of a New York tradition. And then in a fake history book, they talked about Sa uh, Santa Claus. It's a whole thing. Okay. But it the, the ELDR is that it is, it's pretty much that Santa Claus specifically comes from the Dutch and all the other origins of Santa's name come from variations of St. Nicholas. Well, I will chime in here now that I know it's please, about me again. Please do. It is. Um, this has been about Sarah the whole time, actually. This is Sarah. I think <laughs> I want you to know that in the research I can't find, there's a part where I was specifically like, I am going to give a very brief snippet about blah, 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 Dutch history. Sarah is the expert on all of these things. She will interject what I'm missing and where I'm wrong. And like something like that in my last research that I just couldn't find. Um, well, what I can tell you is that Center Claus Day is on um, December 6th. And nice. there was this tradition, and I don't know exactly if it's Dutch or not. Um, it might be like, you know, from another Eastern Europe country, or sorry, Western Europe country, that it's like, okay, so saint nick um mm -hmm. there was a family who lived nearby and they had young girls who didn't have dowries mm -hmm. and so he yes. had paid for those dowries by leaving money in their stockings that were hanging out to dry and yes. that's like been kind of a theme that's like how you do the whole stocking thing mm -hmm. in dutch culture we leave out wooden shoes outside um, and you put in carrots and celery and whatever for Cinder Claus's. Well, to start at the beginning, we believe that Cinder Claus comes from Spain on a ship. And a lot of people will go to the beaches and sing Cinder Claus Capuncha that welcomes Cinder Claus in. And he will come uh, and get off his ship and then get on his horse and ride from house to house and then. Uh, you know, instead of leaving out cookies, you leave those veggies and whatnot for the horses. And then if you were good, you would get a present in your wooden shoe. But if you were bad, you wouldn't get, get a whole. spanking. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. That's the book. That's the book. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> you would get uh, kidnapped and, and put into a sack and brought back to Spain to work off your penance. And so it's like a lot scarier than coal. That was um, frightening, yeah. Yeah, so there's a it, there's a couple of different elements. And um, that's a lot of the culture. And I want everybody to know, I am not from the Netherlands. I My uh, family just has kept a lot of the Dutch traditions within our family. And we grew up in a Dutch community. And so we just... So some of that might be a little outdated to more modern stuff. And also there are some... I want to acknowledge, you know, there are some racially insensitive elements about mm -hmm. how we celebrate Santa Claus Day. Um, there are two Pete's um, that historically have been black. Um, and so there's obviously, you know, racism elements in there, which is not good. And we don't appreciate that. Uh, you know, I just want to acknowledge that this is not like a really great tradition at all costs, no. you know. So 
with those things, because the Dutch have to ruin everything. Uh, so with that, that's kind of the traditions from my point of view as somebody who was born and raised in a Dutch family. So that's that. Uh, do you have that's anything else in your research? I do not, because my research is one blurb from an article that I pulled very briefly before this guy's I, making so many cookies. I've been working so hard. Well, Luca was chiming in for the first time. My cat has meowed on this podcast and he I decided miss. to chime in. Um, okay, so let's pop it back in. She, yes. at one point, one of her questions is asking if there's a Mrs. Claus. And I just feel like you should have known if he was cheating on his wife before you slept with him in I, any capacity. I would have just assumed yes because of the entire lore of Santa. <laughs> yeah, but like if you find out that this is a job position that's been handed down you know yeah that's fair i mean i don't know that yet but i to be fair this i this one has to know standard santa lore yeah yeah but i also mm. will point out that uh we are in a uh uh gen x so she is like 43 years old too and i think like when you're older you know you just assume too that people are married and whatnot i don't know mm -hmm. i just feel like i'd have questions about that before you know <laughs> yeah. I'm, i got spanked by santa um so she <laughs> talks about the upcoming divorce and says quote one day i woke up and realized i had three children instead of two and one of those children was a 45 year old man who was mean to me Sick and honestly burn. and but that's so accurate i think for a lot of people yeah <laughs> dang dude and he also said he would, like, never sign the divorce papers for her. So, like, that's Ugh. why after a year and a half, they are still together. That sucks. Um, so he then reviewed. Wh what do you think Santa Claus's favorite movie is? You have two. There are two that he reveals. And to be fair, I will give you a hint that one of them is in my top three favorite movies of all time. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Crap. Um, they are not holiday themed, which also oh, interesting does, doesn't okay, help. So I'm gonna let you know this is gonna so, be like impossible. Yeah, now it's a fun game of how bad of a prank can we make Hope look when she guesses uh any movie because she has no idea what Sarah's top favorite movies are. <laughs> okay, for the audience, I have three comfort movies that I re resort to in all situations, good or bad. Um, and. Typically, this is a well-known fact, and so I'm now going to make Hope feel absolutely yes. terrible. But yes. one of our friends, uh, well, my friend Addie, oh. who listens oh, is to the podcast, is absolutely knows. Is one Pride and Prejudice? Okay, that is one of the three Ooh. for me, but it's yeah. not the movie that he's that they're That's talking fine. about. I just am glad that I remembered that you like Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> Do you know which version I like? Is it the the like BBC or the English version? The old? Absolutely not. No, is it, it is the, the Kira Knightley two thousand. Oh, okay, well, version. a lot of people have a thing for that other version. That, that's, I know, I know. I know nothing about that. I've only seen the Kira Knightley version. Um. Well, I will go ahead and put you out of your misery. Thank you. One of my top three is Mamma Mia. Oh, um, amazing! Yeah. So he does love Mamma Mia and Alien. Which is not in my top three. I'll the tell two you. genders, <laughs> Mamma Mia and Alien. And I would like the record to show that there were a solid three pages about them chatting about Mamma Mia slash Mamma Mia Here We Go Again, the second, <laughs> the prequel, <laughs> and um, one was just them singing sequel. together. 
Yeah. And so I just think that's, it was funny. It was entertaining. Um, So would you like to guess where they are going to go to have sex? Uh, The sleigh. They sure are. Yeah, he takes them. baby. Mm. Fuck it in the sleigh. Sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> you really had one with that. Um, he takes them naked out into the front yard where his sleigh is. First of all, I would like to know I that he, nothing kept them private during this moment, and I would Amazing. love to see see what the neighbors thought what what is your question you were raising I, just, your I wanted to confirm whether or not there was or was not snow on the ground i don't think we've talked about the weather outside is it yes i believe there was so delightful <laughs> um frightful for sure there's snow okay, outside okay cool thank you that's all um his sleigh is not the open air concept okay of course it is more like a jumbo stagecoach. okay mm-hmm. inside it's heated and it's big enough that they can both stand side by side. There are two bucket seats in the front and like a bench seat in the back. So like I'm really thinking car style, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they have lots of sex in that sleigh. Okay. Sleigh. And um, I'm also going to let you know at this point some some lores that are incorrect. First of all, she asks um, when they're talking about the movie. I should have mentioned this a little earlier. When they were talking about the movie, he said he named one of the characters. Uh, he named one of his reindeer after a character from Alien, and she was like, "Well, what about like Dancer and Prancer and Comet?" You know, and he was like, uh, "They died a long time ago." And she was like, oh, "What?" And he's like, "Reindeer have lifespans. They w- they lived wonderful lives, I'm sure, but they are no longer in existence." And so. I hope, I hope that the name he picked was Xenomorph. It sure is not. It is absolutely not. <laughs> there's a lot of normal people names, and there's like Xenomorph and Neomorph. So if it's not those, then it's like Ellen Ripley. <laughs> I think it's Ripley. I think that's the one. Amazing. But I just Sorry. wanted to note that that he's like, just like how there are multiple Santas, there are multiple sets of reindeer. And those reindeer died many years ago. I can't um, know that. They, we didn't write songs about the new ones. <laughs> Each of them deserve a song. Um, so, well, did they all turn out to be bullies that bullied one of them for having a slight difference in appearance? Yeah. Are they more progressive this round? I hope yeah, so. I, I hope so. After they have sex, he also breaks the news that there is no naughty or nice list. Oh, but you said. There's no list at all. Okay. Motherfucker. (laughs) She hopes like I've been lied to. Um, So this, this is a wonderful quote. Quote, the only kids who don't get presents from me are the kids who don't celebrate Christmas and magic finds its way to them through their own traditions and in their own ways. End quote. That is maybe one of the sweetest things. Yeah. It you know? Is, I mean, yeah, no, it makes sense because if you didn't celebrate Christmas, it would be weird if Santa brought you a present. So what I guess- like. It's it's just kind of funny because my first instinct was that Santa's like, yeah, fuck those kids. (laughs) Well, what if like this, he keeps trying to, like somebody converts from like 
Christianity or something that celebrates Chris, like Christmas and then to something that doesn't or like they don't become, get presents anymore. You're and like, then, hey, wait a second. But but Santa didn't get the notice. And so now they start like plugging their chimney every single year. So this present stopped coming down the chimney. They're like, stop it. Why we said that we wanted to unsubscribe. T- tell me the person who's like, no, Santa, no presents for me. I don't know. Because if well, anything, you know, imagine the reverse of that. If you didn't previously celebrate Christmas and then like started to or, you know, married into a family and then and then began celebrating Christmas and all of a sudden you just got presents and you were like, wait, what the hell? All I just people think of just it get as, presents for fun on this day and we just don't. I just think of it as like a subscription service, you know, You're funny, yeah, like, like, like magazines you don't want. Yeah. yeah. So, um. she gets nervous at one point she was like oh my gosh how long have you been in my house like we like you need to go deliver presents i'm wasting your time you know like don't don't turn this into something it's not just listen to the full sentence before you make hope's biggest weakness is hearing half a sentence and starting to laugh because she thinks of the worst thing possible or like like starts making assumptions and won't hear out the sentence sorry my barney imagination is so active uh Go ahead. Dial it back. Dial. Gotcha. This is the one time I'm going to tell you to dial back. So she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried I ruined Christmas because how are you going to have time to get to everybody? And he's like, I control time. Like I can slow time down. Basically. So he's like, I've been actually delivering presents for like more than 24 hours at this point. Like, so sometimes I slow it down so that I can, you know, use the restroom, have a, have a snack break, you know, take a, take a little cat nap. Yeah. So she's like, okay, come, come into the house and, and we'll take a little nap. And so they go into the house. And when she wakes up, Kate can't find Nikolai. But what she does find is her cat chewing at a red envelope underneath the tree. And she's like, get out of here, you cat. And <laughs> get the heck out of I here. Just, I just want to note that there's a cat in the book. Um, they, uh, she opens up the envelope and they are divorce papers that are signed by her husband and well ex-husband and apparently when she fell asleep he had asked her what she wanted for christmas and she said you and then added and that as ex of mine to sign our divorce papers i'm ready to move on i want a divorce for christmas santa so nikolai left a note saying that he pretty much went to her ex on the cruise ship and like forced him to sign the divorce papers um it, but he says, quote, I didn't get these divorce papers signed to make room for myself. I just wanted to put a smile on your on that beautiful face of yours. And then at the end of his this letter, he leaves his phone number nice. because Santa ha- Claus has a Verizon family plan. And well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I can think of. I am glad he did because I was afraid the direction would instead be, I didn't do this so that you could date me though. Goodbye. That was <laughs> a great one night again. stand. We had a great fun time. Audio. There's a bajillion houses on earth. Yeah. There are a million women just laying in their underwear <laughs> under the tree. I pause time at every house. I, this is my smash night of the year <laughs> now okay. i have two pass so she calls him and the whole chapter ends by them like 
answering the phone with Merry Christmas. Now we are entering the epilogue. Any final ideas going into the epilogue? She is Mrs. Claus now and her hair is gray and it's in a big bun and she wears an apron and she bakes the cookies for Christmas. It's Mrs. Claus. (laughs) That was amazing. Everybody give it up for the hope. Thank you. I I want that to be the epilogue. I want her to just like in uh in the Santa Claus where when you become Mrs. Claus suddenly you put on an incredible amount of weight and become a fully different looking person with yes. a fully different vibe. I just assume that that's what happens. Well, they I'm going to tell you it's a year later and mm-hmm. Nikolai and Kate I think they're kind of living with each other but they're not married. Um, they're able to make their relationship work, um, in this way because his sleigh works so fast that he can commute to the North pole and still like hang out with her. Nice. The kids love him, but they don't know that he's Santa yet because they want to, you know, ease them into the idea when they know that it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and while the kids are with their dad for the rest of the day, Kate and Nikolai open presents privately. Do you want to guess what he gets her? A vibrator. He sure did um, <laughs> with, with little Santa's printed on it Amazing. and they, they use it on her while they watch a Hallmark movie and she and it, wears it to the next conference, <laughs> the next Santa Claus conference, the me- next Mrs. Santa, Claus conference. Santa conference. <laughs> that was such a try. I reached so hard for it. I'm just glad that this very smutty book ends with Hallmark movies really making a full circle moment to our last one. So that is the end of our book. Let's first discuss in our scoring diversity. What would you like to give it? Because Uh, I was going to say, no, (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Is there are, do we have those descriptions of people? I assume Santa is white. Yes. And for all intents and purposes, they do not explain her being any different. So the only reason I'm going to give it a two is because we went with a couple in their forties and I appreciate the Gen X representation as somebody who is Gen Z and millennial (laughs) age diversity is good. I give you a two and a single mom too. And a single. Well, she was uh, well, first. She wasn't, but now she is. <laughs> now she is. All right. What are you going to give diversity? You, we just did diversity. You silly, oh, did- you silly goose. I said, no, I what said did you two. say? A two. Okay. Well, sorry. I did not hear you say it. I was um, like, we just, we just did it. I'm so crazy. Uh, what are you going to give the plot? I will give it a four. Oh. I loved it. I'm giving it a three. I'm giving it a three. It was fun, but there really wasn't a whole lot of, like, the only conflict you can really think of is that, like, she needed that divorce paper. And they were both lonely. That's it. Right. And for, like, a brief moment, she was afraid she ruined Christmas for the world's millions of children. (laughs) That's so true. So what I'm giving Smut a four, because that was a pretty fun, active, it, it had a lot going on. Yeah, I was going to give it a four as well. I, right. I was proud of that and its locations and its labia discussion and its all, all kinds of good stuff. It's edging. Lots of lots of variety happening. Yeah. Um. Now, please describe our cover okay. for us, please. Here we go. I can't wait. Let me open this page. Mm. So the cover of the Naughty List has very minimal background image and it's like, white snowy looking and the majority of the cover is i assume nikolai from about 
the nose down. So like you can see his nose. He's got a really incredible mustache that goes into his kind of shorter beard, white, uh, a, a little curly, not super curly. And he's wearing a very handsome red sweater, which makes up pretty much the bulk of the cover. And then over his chest, first in little font, it says, Santa comes more than once this Christmas. <laughs> Lol. And then it says, the naughty list, an erotic Christmas novelette. Ellie Mae McGregor. Thank you for this. I like this cover a lot, actually. Um, I did too. Um, I was gonna no, I'm gonna stick with a 3.5. I think it's solid. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's anything crazy. What are you gonna give it? Yeah, I'll give that uh I'll give that a four. I like a four. It. Okay, you it's were generous. Good. I um, what I assumed it was gonna be was like in my head, I was envisioning like a big buff shirtless man in like very stereotypical santa claus boxers and a santa hat and i'm very glad that that's not what it was because that just felt too easy yeah it really was um i I do like it it's a cute cover uh i have a 62.5 percent you have a 70 percent let's wrap us up with our final say smut moments what is yours I mean, tell me more about this snow come, please. I'm I was so bamboozled. Say, <laughs> Second I, only to being spanked by a man. And then after being spanked by a man, being like, wait a second, that's not a dream. <laughs> yes, I am with you that the the snow um, <laughs> tasting come is uh, a lot, first of all. Um and the fact that it was like just a hint of it, you know, at the end, like it wasn't, bit. it wasn't the initial, but also the fact that it was like this edging slash punishment type mm-hmm. thing. It was very interesting for me. Honestly, in, in I'm large. pretty pissed that the naughty and nice list aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed that dancer prancer aren't here to, um, you know, answer for their crimes. But anyway, oh, um, that is our book. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us for 2023. Yes, what a gift. Um, you can find us if you so choose on TikTok, Instagram, and I'm giving up on Twitter at, at Say Smut Podcast. <laughs> Additionally, we'd love to hear your book recommendations. Send them our way via email at saysmutpodcast at gmail.com. Um, also feel free to pop us a rating. Maybe you're in the giving mood this se- yes. season, you know? Um just don't be like unnecessarily mean. Be mean with a purpose. Yeah. Don't, um, be, don't be a Grinch, if you will. Yeah, for sure. So uh, with that said, we will see you in our mini-sodes. Otherwise, we will see you in February. Stay smutty, y'all. So long and good night.